0: My name is Monica Gleiberman, and you're listening to Silence on Set podcast. On today's podcast, we're talking to the director and cast behind the latest hit comedy, Maximum Truth. The comedy follows a documentary crew who looks at political grifter Rick Klingman as he teams up with a sketchy buddy Simon to take down a rival congressional candidate. So to talk about the film and what we can expect with some of the layers and themes in it, here's director and writer David Stassen and writer and star of the film, Ike Barinhoutts. Hi, guys. Hi, So of course I bothered David because I love the two of you. Oh, I think you're aware. I think you. I think this is
1: known that I love <laughs> yeah, you. Back. back at you, back at you.
0: <laughs> so um, I watched the movie. I was hysterically laughing. Oh, it's so good, so good. Thank you,
2: thank, thank you. you. Oh,
0: I'm so excited for both of you. So you both wrote it, David. Um, I recognize your voice, so I wasn't sure, and I waited for the credit. So you're in it. Obviously, I you know st- you're the star. Let's be real. Star let's be it.
1: real about this here. Yeah, let's, let's you really chewed up the scenery. It's Dave's voice. The reality is, we were hoping to dub all of Dave's lines with Vin Diesel, and we just thought it'd be better if it was like you know you heard off camera. Like, why are you doing this? You know what I mean. And we, mm-hmm. Vin said no. We sent it to him. We went to his house in France to talk to him. He said, will no. let us in." Told us to r- r- unleash dogs on us. Uh, so then we said, we'll just keep it Dave. We'll just keep it Dave. Yeah.
0: We'll just keep it. Yeah. Well, it's, it's so funny. I've seen your videos, too, on social, which I told David, which I thought were so hilarious of you guys interviewing each other. But <laughs> I want to ask you guys, so obviously it's a it's hysterical, I mean, there's so many things in this movie that you guys are trying to say in a very funny way. So I want to ask you, what was one of the most important things that you're trying to get across? Is it the press, the like monotony of how ridiculous it is that people try to kind of con other people and get dirt on other people? It, what what's the what's the big thing that you guys want to get across in it? Because there's so many.
2: I mean, I think for me, and you know, it's everyone can take away their own thing from it. But for me, I feel like unfortunately, kind of what I want to say is that i don't think there's a bottom to the the, the depths that people go i mean you know the 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 way it ends you know that you know rick is going to stay rick and simon's going to stay simon and like no lesson learned and i think we're living in the era of this these bad faith provocateurs who will do or say anything if it gives them a little more fame and you know, a few more bucks in their bank account, and they'll just keep going uh, shamelessly. So, man, this does not sound like a fun movie. It is a fun movie.
0: Um, It is a fun movie. But,
1: yeah. I think it is. Go ahead. I was going to say, you know, to kind of just piggyback on that, I I feel like um, the country used to have a strong relationship with shame where shame was a thing where it was a bit of a checks and balances thing where you people didn't get so crazy because they were afraid of being shamed and I think that we've really seen in the last like 10 years or so shame just kind of start to go away and you almost kind of whatever your worst trait is you lean into it and try to appeal to that side and so to me it was like you know, you look at this current moment we're living in, and there would be things in this movie that we would do. We're like, this is so, this is so crazy. This is like a crazy reaction, this is a crazy thing for this person to do. And then, like six months after we made the movie, we're like, oh, that thing that we thought was so crazy, now they're doing. It. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it just, it just, there's no shame anymore, and people will just kind of do and say whatever they want um, just to get money and clout. Um, So, but today, to to Dave's point, this is a very funny movie. This is a hard comedy. (laughs) Like we're not out there. This is not homework. We're not asking you to think about anything afterwards. We're asking you to laugh very hard for 85 minutes and then go to sleep.
0: Well, no. And it's, it's so funny and you're right because it's so ridiculous that it's so funny so you could watch it fully just based off entertainment and you just want to yes. have a good time and laugh, or you could watch it like me as a journalist and, you know, I'm critically watching it and I'm going, Ooh, I get what they're making fun of. or Oh, I got that. Like, yes. you know what I mean? So well, we, like, there's definitely an audience, I think for everybody for this.
1: Definitely. And we look, we, we, we use this structure. We use this world because it is very real. We're all living in it. And, you know, whether you are a journalist or you're just someone who's kind of just aware of what's happening, like you're going to find those moments where you're like, oh, I, I know what that is. But yeah. at the end of the day, we just want people to really just have a a a, a rollicking uh, romp of the time. Yeah,
2: they, well, the kind of well, like the simple ahead. version of it is the simple version of it is. This movie is like if Michael Scott and Dwight from The Office got into politics, right? Like, <laughs> what would happen if those two idiots, who we love, you know, and that, you know, we have our, we have Rick and Simon, our, our, our idiots, being in charge.
0: Mm. Yes. yes. Well, it's, and what's funny is too, I love, even as a journalist, I love when you guys made fun of the press and I started laughing because I think one of them said, I'm looking for the truth. And then I think uh, Rick says, is it though? are you? Like, are you looking for the truth? So, I mean, you it was just very, very funny. And the lines that you did, you guys did were very funny. Ike, for you, you always play, you play a range of characters. But you're so good (laughs) as a character actor. You're so good as being funny. I fell in love with you with the main project. And, you know, I tell this every time. So, David, I think I told this to David. I hit on on Ike the first time I met him because I just (laughs) loved him. And I think I said, well, because Ike made a joke saying something like, well, I'm not like that much of a hot piece of ass on Mindy Project. I was like, you are a hot piece of <laughs> ass. And that's how we like, that's how we bonded. That was our bonding moment on, on the red carpet for the Mindy Project. So still being a hot piece of ass. How do
2: you, how you handle being, being a hot piece of
1: ass? <laughs> I mean, I was very aware of the fact that people were going to be looking at me more than Dylan. <laughs> um, you know, he's he's we know he's a freaky looking guy, I get it. Um, and I knew I was just gonna blow him off the screen. Um, you know, this Rick, Rick Klingman is definitely like out of all the pathetic losers I've ever played, I think Rick is living at the top. Like, like, like Morgan Tukers had like a real job where he helped people, you know, what I mean? like oh, he helped, sweet.
0: Morgan. yeah,
1: like- he like loved animals, you know, Morgan has Jesus. values. Morgan had, Morgan had values, you know? I oh, think
0: he loved animals. He had 1200 dogs. So yeah, he, <laughs> <loved animals. laughs> he did love animals.
1: I think like, I would like to think it like the deep dark recesses of Rick Klingman's heart. Mm-hmm. He does have love and understanding in him, but I think unfortunately, like a lot of people, he has compromised all, any of that good just to have people kind of know who he is. And and so I, I think there's something sad about that. Um, but again, we just try to show him in just like the silliest way possible. Like when you show someone like in their tidy whities with like a CPAP machine, like it's just like, you're basically like this person has big problems.
0: <laughs> well, I was gonna ask you, how do you get through those kind of scenes like that? So, like, when David writes this, or the two of you write this together, and you're like, I got a great idea. I'm going to have myself be pantless, like, walk out of my... So, like, all of these kind of crazy scenes, how do you get into character to make that so realistically funny? I mean, like, it's, well, it's so Bible what he's saying and what you're first doing. First of all,
1: whenever there's something, like... Like, dumb or gross, or like, where I'm unclothed. The first thing I always do is complain to Dave. Like, why did we write this? Like, I, mean, like, yeah. I was gonna like, say, I remember,
2: this was one of the one conversations on set we had where we was like, I was a little like, hey, I think the t shirt should be a little shorter. And you're like, no, I don't, I don't think it should be that short. I'm like, well, I think it's, it's funnier if we see your butt cheeks. And you're like, well, I don't, yeah, don't want,
1: want to do it. And then, yeah, and, and then like, you end up kind of, you know, seeing it a little bit. I remember the Mindy project, we wrote a scene where like a German shepherd like bites Morgan's penis. And like when like the animal trainer was like, make sure you don't move too much or the dog will get you. And I was like, why did we write this? Like this is so this is like an owned goal. Um uh so the first thing I do is complain. Uh but but then like, you know, one thing, Dave and I have known each other so long, and I think we think um we're very funny. And so like when I hear Dave like laughing off camera, when I'm like in my underwear yelling at someone, and I hear Dave go, mm. "Like I'm gonna start," I know it's funny. Then and then I'm gonna that that's what kind of gets me like through it because I know it, it's it's funny. He wouldn't put me out there if it wasn't funny.
0: Yeah, and I remember there. I think there was a blooper one time I was watching, and I just hear. Um, I think you were in it, I, and you oh, go. Yeah. I hear, I hear David at Video Village. I hear him at yeah. Video Village, and then you start laughing. So I know oh, uh, no on the video oh yeah, yeah. Always uh, awesome. trying to
1: yeah. blame, blame me for his breaking. Like, well, yeah, not... because if I could, fi- if I could hear him laugh, it's like it's. <laughs> like, I think you laughing over. first, then I broke. No, 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 no. Go to go to the tape. Yeah. We'll, roll, the we'll
0: roll, roll the footage. We'll roll the footage.
1: You're busted. You're busted.
0: David, for you, um, obviously, you know, I think you're a genius, which I told you last time.
2: You're very kind.
0: Um, So I wanted to know for you, for working on this film, um, why did you want to get involved? I don't know. And I asked you this last time. Why did you want to work with Ike again? I don't know. Why? Why Why? (laughs) I want to like go through all this again? It goes bad every time. But what was important for you in terms of writing the movie? And then also, what were you trying to get across? Is there something in particular that you really liked? I'm I'm
1: just plugging in my computer. I'm just plugging in my computer. I can hear you guys. I'm just plugging (laughs) in my computer. You know, we we had the idea.
0: And
2: when Ike and I have an idea and it breaks really fast, meaning like the story comes together and we can lay out the scenes really fast. We laid out the scenes in like an hour and a half FaceTime call. And then the first draft of the script was written in, I don't know, like five or six days. Like it so when we have something like that, like that usually ends up being our best work because if it's not, if, if it's easy, then to us, it makes sense. So that got us really excited. And then it was, well, let's get to this, to our good friends, uh, QC, the producers who did Ike's movie oath and they did get out. And these guys are politically minded, but also just had great senses of humor. And then it was just, it just went fast. And, um, that was and so just the the when the ideas when the idea just seems to click for both of us, even though we kind of share one brain and one sense of humor. Like if we both like something this much, then we kind of just follow our instincts.
0: And then for both of you, I've seen obviously everything. Shocker! So you guys <laughs> um, just take this for the rest of your day. I feel like. <laughs> um, <laughs> But um, I wanted to ask you, too, you also a lot of times include people that you've worked with before. So like Beth, I mean, people that i have seen like over and over and over again. So is there a reason that you guys I know, obviously, because you guys are comedic gold altogether. But is there a reason that both of you like to bring them in and work with them again on on projects?
1: I mean, to me, if you know someone is a killer and you know that they can deliver And they kind of fit the part. It's just like, it's a no brainer. You know what I mean? Like when we were like, okay, we, we know we want this kind of like dowager lady who's kind of lost her husband many years ago and is kind of the money behind it. And we were like, well, we love Beth Grant. Beth Grant, you could throw anything at Beth Grant and she will just kill it and she really is like one of my favorite actresses so that is like we just know that that is going to work that component is going to work and it's the same thing with you know like scott MacArthur is in it and we were like we need a shady weirdo who's like lurking at a party and we're like okay well we know scotty can do that because he played that he's our friend but he played that on eastbound down we brought him on history of the World. So we know, you know what I mean? We know he can like deliver. So it was just, to me, is just ha- having the confidence in an actor um, is worth its waiting. It's one thing you don't have to worry about when you're making a movie and to bring in these people, it's, you can do worse than to think of them as ringers. I think just because they always kill and they're always just funny. And you also know that they're nice and are not going to be like, an a, abusive <laughs> to the crew and stuff you know yeah. what i mean and and they also like they, they had a good time working with us so when we call them and we're like hey do you have two days to spare with us for this thing it's an easy yes mm-hmm.
2: yeah just that just to add to that there's so yeah. many there's so many things that come up when you're making a movie right there's so many factors so many unknowns right like oh it's extra hot or half of the extras didn't show up or Whatever, but to, so to know that who you cast in this role is just gonna deliver, it just takes away a huge unknown, right, yeah. so you can deal with everything else. And, and there's so much to do when you're prepping and to not go through, you know, a lot of casting saves you time, you just,
1: you go to your friends who you know are great. But then we, we also did allow room for discovery, like um, Tony, who plays Rick's roommate, like had never worked with him before, but now we'll work with him on anything. You know what I mean? Like, so I think we, on this one had a good balance of like old trusty friends and some, some uh, new ones. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I think I have like a few minutes left. So really quickly, I want to ask you guys, what is the obsession really quickly with Salvation Army? Cause this comes up. I, I don't know if you've ever realized <laughs> this comes up frequently in your stuff. So um, what is the obsession? because well, I, I think ever morgan with the glasses yes, so yes. salvation army those things yes. and it comes up in this movie what it is it in this? In another Re- film
1: refresh my memory what is it in this
0: you when you guys are talking um it comes up like in a conversation you're like yeah we could get that at the salvation army and i was like <laughs> they bring it up like every like so is it, what's it, the obsession?
2: Is it where the cops where they arrest mark Prosch where they arrested him
0: yeah, I think it's like during that season. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Why were you yeah.
2: caught blah 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 outside of yeah. Salvation Army? Yeah. Right,
0: right. <laughs> I think
1: it's different it, it's different answers. For Morgan, uh you know, we wanted that feeling that Morgan was borderline indigent <laughs> and Salvation Army is a great place to, you know, get free clothing, very cheap clothing. Um and then for this one, I think we wanted a place that just sounded like a bad place to be caught masturbating in (laughs) that that wasn't necessarily like around children so we were just like we were pitching i remember we were pitching on a couple different places and we were just like yeah salvation army that seems like a real bummer to do to like go and have to be so overcome with whatever that you have to do that there um but there is that is. Monica, that is amazing. You are finding a a, a little micro theme with us. Yes, like, you guys have to do it. In every, it in film. Our
0: every project, you guys have to do it because it comes up all the time. Like, I'll watch it. And even Ike, for you, I think it's like Suce Squad, someone said it. Like, I just have noticed it. So it just comes up. <laughs> so definitely. now it's got to be an Easter egg for the two of I you. Think, yeah.
1: I think now everything we're in, we're going to keep finding <laughs> yeah, little for sure. moments. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Salvo. I I, by the way, I love that scene when he was like, and did I tell you the story about the glasses? And then they're like, oh my god, oh my god, salvation. Yeah, everyone by season six,
1: everyone's like, we don't care, we don't. They're just like, yes, (laughs) we know. Like, I would bring it up, and like Mindy, they didn't make it in the edit before because they're like, yeah, we you know. (laughs) <laughs> okay. So annoying.
0: But I love that that was the place that you guys picked for him to be masturbating. I just thought it was so funny. I was, I literally was laughing out loud during this whole movie. So it was so good.
1: Oh, that makes me so happy. Like you are oh one God. of the first people we've I'm talked to who laughing. is 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 not like a friend or family or worked on this. Yeah. And so, like, just to hear this is like. It's so exhilarating. Like, I have goosebumps. It feels amazing. Like, I'm, like, like it's really... It's so
0: good. How could you not think it's funny? It's so funny. Oh, my no, God. No, we think it's funny, but we know. haven't
1: talked... Everyone that yeah. has seen it is, like, w- either worked on it or is a family member, so they're obliged to be like, that's Thanks. awesome. Yeah. I was laughing. To hear, like, someone who we're not blood-related to is, like, I was laughing really hard is joy so thank
2: you
0: oh my gosh it's it's so funny um so for my last like so probably like two questions i think i have i, I think i have a couple of minutes left i don't know um so i wanted to ask you guys too obviously what was it like working with dylan and max which was so great to see them come in and do really crazy comedy and like funny stuff so what was it like working with the two of them and then I'll do a two-parter, I guess. And then what are you guys most excited about? Because obviously no one's seen it. I feel very special that I saw it and it was, it's so funny. But what are you guys most excited about when it comes out? And it's no longer your baby anymore. And now it's out in the world. That's
1: it. And it doesn't belong to
2: us anymore. <laughs> well, uh, working ahead. I mean, working with Dylan and Max was great. Like, obviously, we only had Max for like, a, a day, you know, um, Dylan, Max was, Max is great. We've known him obviously since the Mindy project, it's, you know, it was Christmas, he his brother and he's so game. And like, he heard this, he's like, guy. I'm going to be a politician, but my face is going to be Photoshopped onto a, you know, into a porn video. And uh, he was like, it, the fact that he said yes, was just so cool of him. And, uh, and yeah, Dylan, we love him. Dylan just brought, I think Ike and I envision the character of Simon a little more sort of, like uh, nervous and reserved, or something. Or at least I did. And then Dylan just brought this energy, this like kind of like Jim Bro energy to the character yeah. that just made the scenes. I think with him and i just pop even more than they than they did on the page. And uh, you know, Dylan Dylan was great. He was he was you know he was just he was just wanted wanted to play the games that that were that were on the page that we discovered on the day.
1: Yeah, he's one. I I had been a fan of his and, and I just kept seeing his face when we were writing it. Mm -hmm. And, but we did have a slightly, like a slightly different take on it. And then he, like Dave said, like the first day we hung out, we were just kind of like riffing, like the way he was playing it, which is just insanely confident, insanely stupid constantly talking about exercise (laughs) and shit. It was just so funny to us and he was just so down and Max was like the, just the greatest, nicest guy. And to answer the second part of the question, you know, you, you work on something and then you go and you work on other things. And all of a sudden that thing that you worked on now is coming out. And, It's just like you said. It's like your baby. You know what I mean. You 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 have all the feelings that come back to you of making it, which was just so much fun, so many laughs, and now it's not ours anymore. Now it's the world's to own, and and I'm just excited for people to see it. You know what I mean. It's just, it's just you forget sometimes. You're like, oh yeah, we know we made that, (laughs) now it's coming out, and so. 're we're, we're just like over the moon that that folks are. And most like we want like fans of ours to enjoy it. We want people who just like comedies to enjoy it. But most importantly, we want the people who run the Dylan O'Brien fan accounts on Instagram to enjoy it. We hope Dylan O'Brien, Brazil loves this movie. We hope Dylan O'Brien, Portugal feet own loves this movie. We really hear Dylan O'Brien hair. Dylan yep. O'Brien, Dylan O'Brien Emirates. We <laughs> just want him and them, all the people who are running these accounts. That's who we made the movie for. So we're hoping that they just think it's as special as we do.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll tag them and everything. Don't worry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a lot of tags because it's a I, lot of things. Yeah, there's pages. a lot of
0: Dylan accounts.
1: <laughs> Dylan O'Brien, beautiful Bucharest. <laughs>
0: I'll tag them and everything. Well, I have to tell you, I have to wrap. I love you guys so much, but the it's greatest. so funny. And like I said, I was hysterically laughing. I mean, with the shredded and he was like, but it would say shredded. Like, I, I mean, I oh was just God. dying. Like with all the lines that you guys did. It's just, it was so, so, so funny. And even how it ends, but I can put this out after the movie comes out, obviously. So even how it ends with one in prison, you're and you're like passing drugs and like doing, you're like yeah, 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 he's heating up that later. Bye. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, it's just so funny, and you guys did such a great job. The writing is hysterical, the acting's fantastic, and I was just hysterical the entire time. So I just want to congratulate the two of you, as usual, on another fantastic movie.
1: You are the greatest. You are the greatest. Yes. Like, like, truly, we cannot wait to talk to you again. You're just like, thank you for being so supportive, truly.
0: Well, I love both of you. Congratulations. I can't wait for it to come out. It's going to be a huge success. And congratulations.
1: Thank you. You're the best, Monica. You're the greatest.
0: Hope you guys enjoyed listening to David Stassen and Ike Barronhouse talk about what it was like doing Maximum Truth, some of the underlying layers of the film, and of course, the entertainment value and how funny it is. The film will be out June 23rd in theaters and available on demand, so make sure you go check it out. It's so funny. I think you guys will all love it. I highly recommend it. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you're updated on all of our latest podcasts and head over to our YouTube channel. Hit subscribe so you're updated on all of our video content.